Hello, welcome to the Rome Round League Podcast. I'm your host, former NFL scout, Tyler Rome. Today's episode, we're going to take a look at the options left in free agency for the Washington Commanders. Also, we'll look at some of the moves made around the league so far. It's probably been the most crazy NFL offseason of recent memory. Last year, look at the players. This team should be looking at for picks 11 in round one and pick 47 in round two. A lot to get to, so here we go. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I want to briefly start on Wentz's presser. Uh, obviously, I talked about him in the previous couple podcasts. Uh, you know, I think he handled his press conference very well. Uh, I think you know a lot of I'm sure fans that are, would be listening to this obviously have heard what he said. He came across you know very um, thorough, thoughtful. Um, he put you know some effort into each answer. Um, he said good question to a lot of you know the reporters, and not in a condescending manner, but you know he did a good job of just trying to. Um, emphasize and answer the tough questions. Obviously, they, they peppered him with, you know, why do you not think you're an indie? Why do you, you know, on your third team in three years, what happened the last two games? And he took ownership of it, and that's obviously what you want to see. Um, he definitely seems like he is happy to be here now that he, you know, feels wanted per se. And it's something that, you know, they're going to have to instill in him. They've seen, obviously, what happens when he has someone over his shoulder in Philly, obviously, with Foles and um, then Jalen Hurts. And obviously, they have the situation in Indy, but obviously, struggle towards the end. I think there's a lot in Indy that we don't know about. Uh, it seems like Ursae was a driving force to get him out. Obviously, it's not for sure, but it seems like the teammates really liked him for the most part. Reich liked him. They didn't have to, you know, thank him on social media. The Colts players had no reason to do that if they didn't feel uh, an affinity towards him. So I think it's hopefully a good sign going into this locker room. Um, it seems by all accounts from listening to other podcasts like John Kimes have been standing that um, a lot of these players in the current locker room think they're going to be a good fit with Carson and he'll be a good fit for them. Good match as a leader of this team or one of the leaders of this team. It's great that he's already reached out to Carson. I mean, Chase Young's already reached out to him, Jonathan Allen, guys like that. Um, so, uh, he, you know, definitely got off to the right start here in Washington. Um, I think we've seen a lot of players that had good press conferences and turned out to be lousy players and Maybe poor pack uh, press conference around to be good players. So um, doesn't mean too much on the grand scheme of things. But, you know, again, it's nice to see that he was, you know, willing and able to answer every question. He had obviously a little Washington flair with the uh, gold jacket and the burgundy uh, shirt. So, um, you know, it's, it's, it's um, you, you know, I think fans have to rally behind him and give him a chance. I know everything is getting brought up between Matt Ryan going to the Colts now. And Baker Mayfield being ready, uh, now available from Cl- Cleveland. Um, but obviously, you know, you're not going to be able to change anything now. This is what it is. Carson Wentz is the quarterback of this team for at least 2022, if not more going forward, if he performs up to a, you know, serviceable level. Um, he's the most talented quarterback this team has had, and he probably has Kirk Cousins, and that's not saying much, but definitely he, I think he is the, you know, crown jewel talent-wise of this of this quarterback that they've had recently. Um so again, you know, I, I think they're going to help try to do everything they can to set him up for success. I think they need to get another weapon, whether it's another big receiver in the draft like Drake London, um, you know, or just giving Cam Sims more of a role. Maybe AGG finally has a little bit of a breakout here in the preseason and training camp. Um, obviously, as Terry, he said his press conference, he told Terry he'd love to throw to him one day, and that that uh, that's a reality now. Obviously, Terry's going to be his number one option going forward. 
Um, so and then obviously Logan Thomas will be a good tight end for him. He might miss a good part of the beginning of the season though, coming back from the ACL injury. So John Bates might be the first guy to step in. Um, I think they should add another tight end, uh, but that's another subject. But either way, um, you know, give it, give Gibson a rock. Offensive line is you know hopefully still going to be solid with the signings of Andrew Norwell, uh, the re-signing of Cornelius Lucas to be a good swing tackle uh, to back up Cosme and. Um, uh, Charles Leno, and obviously we saw Cosby injuries last year. It's really good to have a guy like Sam uh, to have him back to back up Sam Cosby. You know, obviously right guard is still up to the uh, debate. Do you think it'll be West Schweitzer? I love the way he plays. Very nasty. Um, very good run blocker. Um, I think he's gonna have the first crack at it. But I maybe Sadiq Charles maybe you know. Uh, full-on competition because Sadiq is going into his third year. You want to see what you got in him. Um, fourth round pick in 2020. He definitely has some potential at guard. He was horrible in his start against the Broncos at right tackle, consistently beaten against guys like Malik Reed and guys that, that aren't Bradley Chubb or um, Von Miller. So those guys missed that game. Von Miller was traded the week after that game. So I think the tackle experience is done. He's a guard. Uh, let's see what he can do. Maybe he takes over into that, that right guard job as him for the foreseeable future for this team. That'd be a great fourth-round pick if that's the case. Um, so obviously they got to you know keep that office line afloat. Um, really, the only the signings they really to speak of. So this is a uh, as of this Wednesday, Wednesday recording, they did sign F.A. Aduba, defense end from the formerly of the Panthers and Bills. Shocker, obviously, ties to the Ron Rivera administration. He's a good backup defensive end. I like the move. Um, he had five and a half sacks for Carolina in 2020, three and a half last year for the Bills. Obviously, unlimited reps for both roles. Um, so that's you know something this team could ha- use. Um, there's no really depth behind um, Chase Young and Montez Sweat at the defensive end position. You have James Williams, Shaka Tony, William Bradley King, uh, Bumu Rutini, guys like that. But, you know, I think Adoba is the most accomplished of those guys. He you know, has over 10 career sacks in his career going into year five of his production. Um, I think I think it was a nice low-cost signing um, and, you know, a good rotational piece to have to give Chase and Montez a breather. Um, obviously, they're going to need some defensive tackle help as well. they very thin in that position if they're looking Daniel Wise, complains about the tackle, just James Williams, um, guys like that. Um, but our David Bada, I know he was the um, NFL Pathway program from Journey. Maybe they finally gave him a shot. He had a nice preseason last year. Um, but either way, they, they need some interior defensive line help. Uh, moving forward to some free agents that are still available. Obviously, the dreams are Tyron Matthew and Bobby Wagner. Don't really see that happening. Uh, Matthew, obviously, I think he fits the Buffalo nickel position very well. He's just smaller, but he's a very instinctual and smart player. He can handle the um, mental capacity of that role, no problem. Um, but, you know. Apparently, uh, I heard on John Connor's podcast that you know they would have been sitting if they didn't resign Bob McCain. I don't think that should preclude them, but obviously, it seems that's the way. And Bobby Wagner, obviously, is the best metal linebacker available. Still a great player, even in his early 30s. But again, it's going to be that's going to cost them. I don't see them going that route. So other guys I like that middle line position is Joe Sherbert. Sherbert, excuse me, uh, made the Pro Bowl with the Browns back in 2017. Then went to the Jaguars. Then traded to Pittsburgh before the season last year. Was cut uh, about a week ago after they signed Miles Jack from the Jaguars. Um, you know, he's a good solid middle linebacker. He's a starting middle linebacker. See, he's not amazing, but he's a good starting middle linebacker. I mean, 112 tackles last year, one interception. Um, he's 28 years old. He's a guy that has over 10 career conceptions in his career, so good ball skills for a linebacker. You know, he's a guy that can line us up. You line them up. You know, I, I think they were really happy the way David Mayo played the last couple weeks, and Schobert has experience running a defense, so it would be nice to get a guy like that. Other guys include Alexander Johnson, who I mentioned on the original previous um, free agency pod. For the Broncos, haven't heard too much about him. Um, again, he's coming off a torn peck, so that would be a tough sign. Ky- Kaiser White from the Chargers, really young athletic player. 
26 coming off a breakout year from the Chargers. Rashawn Evans, a former first round pick for the Titans, he visited the Jaguars this week. Um, but he's another guy that, you know, from that Alabama defense, I uh, played with Jonathan Allen and Ron Payne, and maybe someone that you know, they consider bringing on. Obviously, the previous regime is the one that loved all of Alabama players, but, um, you know, Evans is a guy that you know, still has some potential in this league and, again, is a former first round pick. Another office lineman, I know they just re signed Cornelius Lucas, but someone that considered just because he has ties to the Rivera-led administration. He was drafted by Rivera in Carolina, been in Buffalo the last couple years. That's offensive lineman Daryl Williams. You know, Rivera speaks about position flexibility. You know, Daryl Williams played guard and tackle. Maybe it's a guy they bring in to compete at the right guard spot. Back up there and at tackle is someone to consider. Looking at running backs, you have guys like Sonny Michelle, Justin Jackson. Justin Jackson had, you know, made most of his carries in the Chargers on limited role these last four years of his career. And Sonny Michelle, he's a guy that, you know, coming off a of year four with the Rams, um, first year with the Rams, four years total in the career between the Patriots and the Rams. Michelle's a tough runner. Um, he's a guy that can come in, um, you know, spell Antonio Gibson. I think they're going to draft him back, but those are, you know, two guys that, you know, could probably come at a, uh, you know, close to the minimum uh, a one-year deal. Then look at the cornerbacks. The room is, you know, getting low. Obviously, you got Kendall Fuller, William Jackson, Benjamin St. Juice, uh, Corn Elder, Corn Elder still on the team. Danny Johnson still a free agent though. Um, Troy Ackby was brought back, but I don't think any anyone wants to see him play cornerback. Um, so you have guys like Kyle Fuller who's coming off a down year in Denver. Um, he's more of an outside corner, but obviously the brother, brother of Kendall, Bryce Callahan. He's a true nickel, uh, also from Denver. Tavon Young, true nickel from the Ravens. Kayvon Williams, another guy that plays nickel from the 49, 49ers. These guys in their you know late twenties, still good players. Um, someone that can come in on a one-year deal, contribute. Um, and if any of those two guys get hurt, um, look at his safeties because they could definitely use some depth. They don't really have some anything after Cam Curl, Bob McCain. They have Derek Forrest, uh, Jeremy Reeves. Um, guys to that effect, but they could use a guy like Jabril Peppers. Um, he could even play that Buffalo nickel role, but he is coming off a serious leg injury. Um, see how long his re- re- rehab takes. Deshaun Elliott from the Ravens can play free safety, a little bit of strong, but mostly a free safety. He's a guy that will come up and hit you. He's a guy that can, you know, compete with Bob McCain or, you know, be his main backup. Um, Ronnie Harrison Jr. is a guy I really like for the Buffalo nickel position if they're really looking to still fill that role. Um, Ronnie Harrison's a big 6'3", 215 safety. Another guy from Alabama played with Ron Payne. Um, really, really good in the box. Not very good, you know, in space. You know, sounds like a former Alabama-Washington player like Landon Collins. He's younger. Um, again, he's a guy that I think they should consider bringing in um, to really, you know, execute that Buffalo nickel role if they still want to fill it. Defensive tackle, um, I think Star Lutule is the obvious target. Um, the former Bill and Panther drafted by Ron. Um, obviously, he's you know, or, or, um, getting a little up there in age now that he's in his early 30s. Used to be a pretty productive player, but you know this team needs depth. I think Lutule would be a really good pickup um, as one of those you know back defensive tackles. Uh, wild card would be Larry Ogunjobi. He's a guy I really liked. I liked him coming out um, while scouting for the Browns at a Charlotte University. Um, he had a good run there. Good uh, year for Cincinnati last year. He was signed a big money deal with Chicago at the beginning of this free agency, but then it got um, canceled due to a failed physical. Um, so he might be a guy that's going to be signing a one-year low-impact deal to build up back his value. If that's the case, if it's a low, you know, low-cost play, Ogunjobi's a guy that they could, you know, consider to come in, like I said, and rotate with Deron and um, Jonathan Allen. And lastly, a couple edge rushers. They did sign F.O. Duba, but if you're looking for someone else, Jerry Hughes, a former Bill. Um, obviously, there's ties between the Bills and uh, Washington staff. He's a you know older veteran in the mid-30s, but still a productive player. Tack McKinley had a good year last year before torn his Achilles from the with the Browns. He's a guy that you know was kind of a first-round bust, but you know was turning around last year. And then Carl Nassib for the Raiders, another guy that's a good good against the run and someone that can provide some sack production as well. I mean, honestly, he's looking at the NFL right now. Um, you briefly talk about the quarterback movement. Obviously, the quarterback movement has been nonstop ever since Russell Wilson got traded. Aaron Rodgers obviously decided to stay with Green Bay. Then Carson coming to Washington. Um, 
then you you know obviously have the Matt Ryan trade now to the Colts. Um, it, it's just crazy. I mean, it's crazy with everything that's going on. Um, it's it, it's the most quarterback movement I think we've seen in a while, if ever. And uh, you know, it just really leads to. I don't know where, um, obviously, Deshaun Watson, excuse me, going to Cleveland as well. Hitting Braith on that, obviously, that was a crazy, crazy deal. Um, Houston, you know, gave up uh, three ones and all those, you know, all that conversation. It's unbelievable that man's getting a $230 million extended um, extension, especially off, uh, after all the off-field transgressions. It's not a good look for the Browns or the league, but, you know, he is one of the best quarterbacks in the league, in my opinion. You know, someone was going to do it. The Browns are the one that did it. Obviously, the optics don't look good, especially giving him that contract. But um, for their purposes, obviously, they're hoping he takes him to another level, which I, you know, he, I definitely think he can. Um, they need some more weapons for him. But, um, you know, it's definitely going to be a long, long time before he is able to repair his image in Cleveland and in, around the league. So um, he's definitely going to get suspended. I don't know how long. Should be for a while, considering Calvin Ridley really got suspended for doing a parlay or whatever the betting for $1,500. And he's suspended indefinitely, at least through 2022. So um, that's a nonviolent crime. He's out for a year. Um, Sean Watson, obviously, going up in much serious charges. He, I'm sure, um, should get something similar to that. Um, but again, it's the NFL, so we'll see. Um, looking at the AFC, AFC West gauntlet, I mean, the Broncos obviously getting Russell and Randy Gregory and um, Justin Jones and, and the defensive line and bringing back Josie Joel and have the good receivers they already have and Cortland Sutton and uh, Jerry Judy and Tim Patrick, KJ Hamler. So they, they loaded up the charges, love they did. Justin Herbert, you know, obviously he's one of the best in cornerbacks league, but then re signing Mike Williams, signing Gerald Everett, trading for Khalil Mack, signing um, JC Jackson. Uh, Sebastian Joseph Day in the in the middle of that defensive line, um, and obviously you have the um, Raiders getting the absolute bonkers traded. Devontae Adams, I didn't see that coming. That's crazy. He's the best receiver in the NFL. Reuniting with his former college teammate and best friend Derek Carr. It's a great match for them. Uh, they sign um, Chandler Jones, obviously. Uh, obviously, have a new coach in Josh McDaniels. Um, they need some more offensive line help. Um, they were able to get Rocky Rocky Sin after they traded Yannick and Gakwe to the Colts. Um, they definitely could use, like I said, some more line, um, maybe some more receivers. They decided to Marcus Robinson from the Chiefs. Um, but that team is definitely on the up and up. And that team, all those teams loading up. The Chiefs obviously signed Juju Spasuser and then the, the bombshell of a deal this year, excuse me, today, where they traded Tyreek Hill, came out of nowhere. Tyreek Hill, um, another guy with a. Checker pass off the field, but he was just traded to the Miami Dolphins, obviously, um, for a first, a second, a fourth, and another fourth and a sixth. Obviously, one of the best young, best receivers in the NFL. He just turned 28. Um, but the Chiefs, obviously, are going to be in flux. They have two first round picks now. Uh, I think they need to take a receiver. I think Jameson Williams ought to be the perfect fit. He's a very similar type of player to Tyreek Hill. Um, I think they should, you know, it looks like they're bringing in Marquez Valdez Scantley for a visit. Um, the former Packers, you know, deep threat. And then obviously maybe they you know, try to poach a guy like Odell Beckham from resigning from the Rams or Julio Jones or guys like that. So again, or maybe Jarvis Landry as well. So I mean, this this division just wild. The Chiefs, I think, took a step back. Obviously, Drew Smith-Schuster and McCole Hardman are their starting receivers right now. And that's not going to get it done in that division currently. But obviously, they got that bad man, but Patrick Mahomes as the quarterback. So anything's possible. Obviously, the Jaguars, you know, spin out of their mind. Force to Lua Khan. Um getting Christian Kirk on a wild wide receiver deal where he did not deserve that money. Good for him, you know, for getting it, but he's not a $18 million a year receiver. Good, good number two receiver at his best, but he should not have got that money. Um, but, you know, maybe for them and for him, you know, it works out. So that does raise the wide receiver market. I think it, it impacts Washington and that Terry definitely better than $18 million a year. But then you look at Chris Godwin got 20. Uh, DJ Moore almost got 21. So I think Terry can slide in that 22 range or that, you know, 20 to 23 range, honestly. And then you see where the team can work with him. I know people are saying, you know, maybe they can speculate and put Terry on the market now. All the receivers are getting traded. I don't buy that. Terry's the 
quintessential leader of this team on and off the field just because he's someone that this fan base can hold their hang, um, hang their hat on for a guy that's an amazing citizen off the field, which you know is sometimes hard to come by, and then a great player on the field, great leader. So I. I I just do not see Terry going anywhere. Again, that's just more people speculating now the receivers are in play if they can't resign him. But um, the guy I would watch, though, is DK Metcalf. If Seattle can't get a deal done with him, we'll be sorry as they put him on the market. But looks like they're trying to work a deal for him, too. But Terry, again, absolute stud. He's going to be in Washington for a long, long time, in my opinion. Obviously, like the Bengals did, um, I love their run last year with Jamar and Joe Burrow and T. Higgins and Mixon and all those guys. But getting off as a line with Ted Karras now at center, um, Alex Kappa right guard, um, Lyle Collins a right tackle. They you know, definitely, definitely improved that offensive line. Still need some defensive, interior defensive line help after losing Larry Ogunjobi. They re-signed B.J. Hill, um, and then they need some cornerback help. They re-signed Eli Happel, but they could you know, definitely use some more reinforcements. About like what the Bengals are doing for Washington purposes, good to see Dallas dropping. You know, losing guys like Amari Cooper for basically nothing, Lyle Collins, um, Randy Gregory for nothing. And nothing really was re- replaced. They did bring back Jaron Curse, which is a good pick, for, good pickup for them. We signed Van Der Esch. but either way, um, I think the gap is closing. I think Washington can strike and make some better moves. You know, you know, make that gap even closer. Uh, but it's good to see the teams NFC East are really, you know, pretty much stagnant for right now. The Eagles made a good move getting Hassan Riddick, uh, but other than that, they've been pretty quiet. And the Giants the same. They haven't really done too much aside signing a few backup offensive linemen. Well, they'll start for them, John Feliciano um, and Marco Gronkowski. But um, uh, they also obviously signed Tyrod Taylor to back up Daniel Jones, who was a familiar with Brian Dayball from Buffalo. Lastly, obviously the Bills had a great offseason so far, re-signing, uh, re-signing, excuse me, signing Von Miller. Um, almost got J.D. McKissick, but luckily for Washington fans, he changed his mind. Tim Settle um, was a good, really good pickup for them. He's going to be a really good rotational piece, if not a starting defensive tackle for them. Um, and I think it's you know really going to build up his value when he hits free agency again in two years. Um, good offensive line help by Ray signing Roger Saffold to replace Darrell Williams, I mentioned earlier in the podcast. Um, and then obviously another team, the Rams, I really like what they did with Ken Allen Robinson. Um, I've been a big fan of Allen Robinson the last couple of years. Um, great deal for them getting $15 million a year from him. When Kirk got 18, Allen Robinson is a much better receiver than Christian Kirk. Um, interesting that they gave up Robert Woods that quickly, especially only for a six-round pick. But uh, they're moving forward. You know, Robert Woods had a higher cap hit, and he's a uh, coming off torn ACL. But the Rams with Allen Robinson, Cooper Cup, Van Jefferson, and potentially Odell Beckham is just you know loaded on offense. And I think obviously everyone knows that. I'm moving on to the draft um, for you know pick 11 for Washington. These are my main options, and obviously anything can happen. Um, but you know, this is you know what five weeks out, so I just wanted to kind of hit some guys I think could be in play. I know I did this about a month or two ago, but you know a lot of things have changed since then. Um, obviously, it's basically a wild card now. But uh, you know, Mayhew and um, Herney were at Liberty's Pro Day yesterday for Malik Willis. Malik had that you know crazy, crazy throw across his body, basically six yards in the air on a dime. Um, I still really like the guy. I think he's going to be a really you know good young quarterback might take him a while but he has a lot a lot of intangibles and tools to do it i don't think they're going to pick someone at 11 like a quarterback and i think malik would be the only one but i don't see that happen i, I don't, honestly i think malik's not getting out of the top 10 at this point point. the carolina needs a quarterback atlanta needs a quarterback seattle needs a quarterback detroit needs a quarterback i don't obviously probably too rich for malik at two but you never know i mean quarterbacks kind of get pushed up and obviously we still got five weeks to go the dream scenario, which I don't think will be there, would be Kyle Hamilton. You know, Kyle Hamilton's the best safety in this draft, best safety in the last five or six drafts. Um, he would be, you know, him and Cam Crow would be the best duo this team has had. Um, you know, since the late great Sean Taylor, obviously, um, no one will ever see someone like him. But Kyle Hamilton um, plays similar to him. But again, can't stress it enough. He's not Sean Taylor, but and obviously, you know, they had a, you know Lauren Landry for a little bit too. Had a few good years, but obviously, it's a whole separate issue. But getting a guy like Cam Curl and Kyle Hamilton would be an amazing, amazing safety duo. 
Very highly unlikely he drops to 11, though. Um, some more realistic options. Um, I'm looking at receivers. Um, I think this team needs a receiver bad opposite if Terry McLaurin. Obviously, they brought back Cam Sims, who should play more. Um, you got Curtis Samuel, who needs to stay healthy, though. Um, but I love Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave. Um, the, uh, at the pro day, Ohio State's pro day today, Ron Rivera and Martin Mayu were there. Um, I, you know, obviously that could be nothing, but it's definitely something. So, um, uh, obviously they're, they're checking out some Ohio State talent and obviously they've had some success going to Ohio State these last couple years, especially that guy like Chase Young and even Terry McLaurin a few years ago. Obviously it was a previous administration that drafted him though. But again, I think if they could get Wilson or Chris Olave, I would pick Wilson. Um, but I think Olave is going to contribute maybe quicker, but I think Olave has a higher ceiling. Excuse me, I think Wilson has a higher ceiling, but I think Olave is going to be, I can see Olave being a first 1,000-yard receiver his first year, especially if he, you know, drops to someone like Green Bay when they have Aaron throwing to him. But um, again, those two guys are like Jake London, a much, much bigger receiver at 6'4". Um, wouldn't be mad at Drake London either, especially since I can use all the Drake... Um, song titles is you know when i'm trying to describe in future podcasts i look forward to that if they do um draft drake london i could drop a lot of aubrey drake graham knowledge uh, for the listeners and then obviously you got traylon burks uh, market soul probably a little high for 11 a lot of people liking some Dio, debo samuel i don't know if we'll go that far i think the style plays a little different um burks is not it's quite the athlete as he is um uh, burks is bigger though but as someone that i like if they trade down james williams i'm still very high in as well don't pick him at 11, but if they trade down to that, you know, 16 to 20 range, I would at least entertain it. He's coming he probably won't be ready to October or November due to that torn ACL, but he is a stud. Um, then you got cornerbacks. This team can use some cornerbacks. Kendall and uh, William Jackson only have two years left, both in their deal. Kendall, uh, I think it's 26 or 27 now. William Jackson's getting close to 30. Um, so, you know, we'll see what happens. Maybe you just go for the young corner, the best player available, a guy like Derek Stanley Jr., absolute stud his first year at lsu was able to um you know go against jamar chase and justin jefferson in practice every day and did it held his own he's still my number one corner i know sauce gardner has gotten a lot of hype recently and that's because he's played the last two years stingley really hasn't gardner is a much different kind of corner at 6'3, 195 um really fast corner um, long guy i won't be mad at him at 11 either um but i think stingley i still think stingley is going to be better and even though stingley has not played i think it's almost very similar to the lsu situation last year where people were I say sleeping on Jamar, but forgetting about Jamar because of the season Devontae Smith had. And we saw exactly what happened when Jamar got to the NFL. I think Stanley could do the same thing. And Gardner almost in that Devontae Smith role where, again, the, the, Smith is a stud and the Gardner will be a stud, but I still think those guys from LSU are just a hair better. Um, and then lastly, two linebackers, Devin Lloyd, Nakobe Dean. You don't pick Nakobe Dean at 11, but if a trade down is a possibility, Devin Lloyd's still probably a little bit for me, 11 too, but maybe if you drop the 15, 18 range, uh, Lloyd comes into play. But, um, you know, maybe they maybe they uh, look for another linebacker in free agency um, or later in the draft. Moving to that 47th pick, I think wide receiver could still be on the board, depending if they don't go there. In the first round, I think Christian Moss from North Dakota State obviously had a great senior bowl, great combine, freak athlete. His production hasn't been as great in North Dakota State, but that's because lack of quarterback play and stuff. But, um, you know, when he gets his chance, he's a good receiver. George Pickens is a guy I'm really high on from Georgia. Kind of a torn ACL, played only a couple games last year because of that injury. Um, should be getting healthy and healthier now that he's um, going to be probably about a year removed. Plus, actually, by the time he plays again, he would have been a first-round pick if he was able to play a whole year this year for Georgia. So I think he could be a steal in the second round for someone. John Mesh from Alabama, another guy coming off a tournament this year. Probably won't ready until October time frame. Really good route runner. Uh, plays in the slot as well. And then lastly, Sky Moore from Western Michigan, a guy that's an absolute um, track star, really. And you know, guy that can take over, um, you know, break open a game with really you know, any touch. 
Linebackers, you got Chad Muma from uh, Wyoming. He's a guy I think I'd really like for them to get pick 47 if he's still there. Um, could do a little bit of everything. Really good in coverage. Good against the run. Um, very cerebral player. He's an option. Obviously, Quay Walker, another one from Georgia. Another really good, you know, player from that Georgia defense. He was right there with N'Kobe Dean. He's a bigger player than N'Kobe Dean at 6'3". Uh, but he's a guy that I could see, you know, hopefully getting to 47. Washington could be interested, but maybe he won't even get there at this point. He's rising recently. Um, two stages look at Lewisine, Shocker, another guy from Georgia's defense. Another true high free safety. He's a guy I would like there in 47. Penn State's Jaquan Brisker, another guy who played that free safety role and play it well. Um, and then lastly, um, the guy I really like is Daxon Hill, but I don't think he'll be there for Michigan. I like that he can play in the slot and um, single high safety. But again, I don't think Daxon will be there at 47. Interior lineman, you guys got you got guys like Cole Strange from Chattanooga. Um, his stock has raised recently. Darren Kennard from Kentucky. Tyler Smith from Tulsa. He can also play a little tackle as well. So there's some guys that can look at it for looking for a new right guard. And then lastly, a little bit of a wild card pick. I don't think they should pick a defensive tackle that early. Um, but maybe they should. Maybe they don't resign Ron Payne. They need someone to take over. But a guy like Logan Hall, someone to watch. 6'5 guy, really good senior bull. Um, someone that can come in and play right next to Jonathan Allen or at least rotate with those two from day one and maybe take over for Payne in a year. But again, I wouldn't advocate for that pick 47. But maybe something they consider pick 47 or maybe they trade down either in the first or second round to pick up some more picks to accumulate uh, some depth along that depth along that defensive line. But with that, that includes the Roman League episode. The commanders still have time to make some moves that could be big upgrades for this team. About five weeks for the draft, I think the positions of need for this team have become clearer and clearer. Next week, we'll be back with an all-new fresh mock draft. You can follow me on Twitter at NFLScout21 and Instagram at RomanAroundTheLeague underscore pod. Thanks for listening. Please rate and subscribe. This is your host, Tyler Roman, signing off. See you next time.